this is your host, Kim, along with the newest member of the CAP team, Emily. Hi. And welcome to the Real Women's Forum, where we discuss topics including but not limited to trust in relationships, sexual health, hygiene, racial issues, and misogyny. Recently, we have added subjects that pertain to youth and have created a section under our podcast named Adolescence with an X, where we'll speak on topics that specifically relate to the youth in our community. Before we start, a small disclaimer, the Real Women's Forum podcast does not issue any medical advice. Instead, the podcast serves as a safe and brave space for women and other members of the community to discuss, voice common concerns, and share their experiences. We encourage you to visit MISN's website to seek information on specialized programs regarding health insurance, improving birth outcomes, and educating teens on the risks of being sexually active. Today, we're here to talk about tips and tricks for health and wellness, as well as offering some suggestions. So what is health and wellness exactly? Great question, Emily. So I think health and wellness is often thought to be typically a state of good physical and mental health. However, something that a lot of listeners might not know is that it's actually made up of eight different factors. So it's more than just physical and mental health. So our health and wellness is made up of mental, physical, social, financial, spiritual, environmental, intellectual, and occupational health as well. So it's eight different factors that compromise and affect our health and wellness. These different elements all interconnect to form the foundation of our health and well-being. And when one element of our well-being is out of balance, the others may or may not be affected as well. As Kim said, while many people know wellness to be physical and mental health, there are six more elements that also add onto the wheel. So categories that are often get overlooked are spiritual and occupational wellness. Spiritual wellness could be described as seeking inspiration, inquiring into the meaning of life, or living with purpose and intention. The journey to spiritual wellness is one that is very personal and rests on the individual's personal beliefs and values. This journey to finding spiritual wellness can include belief in a higher power and prayer, but it can also be a task such as mindfulness and meditation. On the other hand, occupational wellness has to do with taking pride and satisfaction in your job performance and progress. It includes having the ability to make distinctions between work and leisure time, as well as forming meaningful relationships and connections with both coworkers and also addressing workplace stress. So Emily, what would you say is the key to wellness? From personal experience, there is no simple answer to this question. A balanced state of wellness would engage both the body and the mind, as well as nurturing the spirit. There are many different things that you can do to improve the areas of wellness in your life. For example, some ways to improve your physical wellness would be to be active for at least 30 minutes a day and also to get regular checkups at the doctor. Um, To improve your social wellness, you can do this by recognizing how people influence you and share your feelings honestly with them. There are also many different ways to improve these and other areas of wellness. I think something that also relates to, you know, achieving wellness is at least something that kind of I have found that works would be routine and habits. I think routine and habits are also tools that can improve an individual's overall health and wellness and that can be used to improve health and wellness. Uh, So starting new healthy habits and keeping track of what helps you feel your best can help you maintain a good sense of health and well-being. Routine and habits also allow for us to take time out of our busy schedules to care for ourselves. So I know that in my personal life, uh, I like to have a very routine and structured 
everyday agenda, if that makes sense. I was going to say work agenda, but it could be both work and personal. I like to start my mornings off early. I have a dog, and so I like to go on a walk, although she isn't the best walker. So it takes like five to 10 minutes, even if I would like a 30 minute walk. But just like having a set time to do these physical activities can help you take care of yourself and help you take care of your overall health and wellness. And I I like that with walking, it's not just physical aspect. You're not just taking care of your physical body. In the mornings, it's quiet in my neighborhood. And so you can really take the time to just think to yourself. Um, which could lead to spiritual or intellectual wellness as well. And then also routine and habits. So if you set time to eat lunch at a certain time, so for me, it's like 1 p.m., I'm always eating lunch at 1, then again, you're taking the time out of a busy day that you may have to care for yourself and to sustain yourself. So yeah, that's what I had to say about routine and habits. I think they're very useful. They can help us take care of ourselves. Yeah, I agree with you. I think having um, different routines and habits creates structure in your life and structure can lead to a feeling, a sense of control. And that control can reflect in different areas of wellness, as you said. So how do we adopt these habits or routines into our daily life? Uh, Well, I would say when someone's experiencing positive emotional wellness, they tend to have a higher self-esteem. Um, they could have a positive outlook on life. They tend to surround themselves with people. So that's the one that I, I'm deciding to focus on. I think a way to improve emotional wellness or what that would look like would be to just take the time out of your day to write down what you're grateful for by journaling. And by journaling, you're able to, like I said, like just be in the headspace of thinking about yourself and reflecting on yourself and maybe your day-to-day activities. It allows you to bring all your thoughts and emotions to light instead of suppressing those emotions, whether that's positive or negative emotions, it's just important to get it out and to acknowledge it and not just push it to the back of our heads. And by journaling and getting our thoughts out, you know, it can also relieve some of the stress and anxiety you may be harboring. And so again, it's it can look different for everyone and not everyone's going to want to have the same structure and routine that I'm going to like to have. So of course, like taking care of their health and wellness is going to be different. While I'm very structured and I like to separate things out um, by hour, some people can be intuitive. And so it's whenever they want to eat or whenever they need a break. It's not just, oh, at one, I'm going to eat. At three, I'm going to have a break. So it's, I guess it's different for everyone. And of course, if I like to walk, some people might like to, you know, roller skate or they might like to draw. And that way they're taking care of their, you know, intellectual health. They're, they have the time to express their creativity so it can look different for everyone um, but I just focused on I guess our emotional wellness just because of course like the way we think about ourselves affects everything else so high self-esteem may affect your ability to have a healthy relationship with yourself and with others as well Uh, having a positive outlook on life may affect your ability to function day to day if I have a negative outlook on like, and I don't think that I can achieve these or achieve different things in life, then of course I'm going to not attain as much as I can from like the life that I'm given. So those are just some examples. Earlier, you mentioned that categories that often get overlooked are spiritual and occupational wellness. I wanted to focus on these two. 
um, just because, of course, we talk about mental, social, and physical health, but there's other dimensions to our health and wellness that a lot of people don't know about. They don't know what they are. They don't know how they can work on it. And so I wanted to ask, what can we do to care for the dimensions of health that often get overlooked? And that could be spiritual, occupational, or environmental wellness. Uh, I think a lot of the time it comes down to the individual being self-aware in the sense that they need to really look deep inside themselves and figure out if there's a part of their life that they think is lacking or that they think that needs work, um, specifically for spiritual wellness. It's not just our belief in a higher power and how we practice that belief. It can be having a growing sense of purpose and meaning in life, including our own personal morals and ethics. So this is going to look different for everybody. Some people may find that peace or assurance just by believing in a higher power and practicing religious beliefs, but other people can get this through meditating and practicing yoga. To improve these areas, I would suggest, like you said, journaling. It can really get you in touch with your like deepest thoughts and your feelings. For occupational wellness, it depends on the individual also. Of course, if someone's not happy with their current job or occupation, you might advise them to quit, but that it's not always that simple. People depend on their jobs to sustain themselves and their loved ones. So to improve this occupational wellness without quitting or doing drastic matters, you can focus on um, communicating with your employer, team members, and coworkers, but also specifically highlighting the benefits and positives in your current job as well as making the best of what you do, putting your all into your work, and of course, creating connections with your coworkers. I think that's something important um, that you mentioned is that, of course, with occupational wellness, uh, we think that if people aren't happy or satisfied with their job, then they should just quit. And I want to bring TikTok into this. There was a time where there wasn't, it wasn't a trend. It was just like a lot of videos about people quitting their jobs and the people tended to be younger looking. Um, I'm not sure. That's just what I got. But they would post videos about the satisfaction of them quitting their toxic environments and uh, just leaving because they weren't happy. And of course, like I am all for that. Uh, whatever they need to do is whatever they need to do that's necessary for them. Like I'm all for it. But like you said, that's not something that's always achievable. That's not something that's always realistic. People, you know, can't just leave every time they're unhappy at a job. That's bad just only for themselves and how it looks on their end, but also some people just simply can't have that option. It's unrealistic. And like you said, they have to care not only for themselves, but they might have to care for their families. And depending on their family size, that can be a lot of financial burden on them. And so quitting and not having income it's like not an option and so I think I like that you mentioned I guess a better way to handle that and you mentioned finding the positives in your current job and just enjoying what you do and making the best out of it especially with creating connections with your coworkers. I know that I've had a lot of jobs where I found like one or two really good coworkers, and I would work and it wouldn't even feel like working because you're just having so much fun. Um, I think the connections are very important, as you mentioned. So what barriers or challenges might we face 
that affect these elements of our health. So like what can affect our health and well-being? Well, to briefly just go back to what you said before about making connections with your coworkers, not only does that improve your um, occupational wellness, it also improves your social and even your mental wellness also, because if you're forming friendships or even like making acquaintances with people at work, you're putting yourself into somewhat of a better environment, if that makes sense. Right, right. You're you're growing in a sense, your social support circle as well. Right. But back to the barriers and challenges that we might face regarding elements of our health, something that pretty much we all do is negative thinking. So we get into the habit of looking at the negative sides of situations or seeing the glasses half empty instead of half full. People constantly put themselves down thinking that they aren't good enough or that they don't have the ability or the skills to achieve something. When it comes to these unhelpful thinking habits, they tend to cause emotional and behavioral distress, which in turn affects both our health and well-being. It can be really hard on someone if they have constant negative thoughts about, oh, I'm not going to succeed. I can't do this. Like, I don't have enough training. I'm not adequate enough for a certain position or even like work or school or anything like that. It's, it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. Stress is another big one that factors in. While much of stress may be linked to unhealthy thinking habits, many situations themselves are just stressful and out of our control. And studies have shown that stress and prolonged chronic stress are linked to bad effects on our health. If you're putting your body through constant worrying and pressures and stress, it's going to have an effect on your health. It's important to acknowledge and handle our stress in a positive and healthy way. For me, like you had said before, I like to go on walks to clear my mind and to just take a break. But I also like to talk to people about it. It's it's a lot for one person to handle when you keep all of it to yourself. And whether it be a therapist or a friend or your parents or something like that, it's good to have that support and that social circle to like bounce ideas off to get that reassurance and to take time for yourself to acknowledge the fact that these thoughts might not be true and it might just be your brain playing tricks on you. Right. I think the way that our mindset is like the biggest factor that can affect our day-to-day functioning and our health. Because again, like you said, negative thinking, we're the ones that are causing this negative thinking when it's not necessarily something that is proactive. And so I think changing our attitudes is one of the biggest things that we can do Um, and that in turn of course will affect other things so if we're going to if we're going back to like occupational wellness um, let's say I have a job and you like you said negative thinking I'm always pessimistic I'm not going to think that I can do the work I'm going to second guess like my role in a team I'm going to second guess my ability to handle these responsibilities and all of that constant and daily negative thinking is only going to affect my self-esteem and it's going to cause a negative self-esteem which in turn will affect how I interact with coworkers and my team members um so then that negative thinking is now going to my social wellness because now I'm going to think that I don't belong to my team or I'm not contributing contributing enough to my team and so my negative thinking is now affecting my 
not only my occupational health, but then my social health. And then that in turn will affect other things. Like we said before, it's all interconnected. Um, so I think that one of the biggest challenges is ourselves because we can, of course, put ourselves down and then that's not always the best thing that we should do. Right. It's definitely a domino effect. Like you said, if you are having these negative thoughts at work, then it's affecting your emotional and mental health as well. And it's just something that needs to be acknowledged personally and thought about in a way where you can break down the thoughts and really highlight the different areas of wellness that you think you need to focus on and change. It was a very short conversation, but like, what are you going to take away from our conversation and what aspects of wellness would you like to focus on? Just any key points, key takeaways? Personally, for me, one of the major things that I'm going to take away from this conversation is the reminder that wellness encompasses many different elements. I think even personally, I find myself getting caught into the web that if I just like exercise and I have a positive mindset, it'll be fine. But actually, there's so many other factors that come into play when dealing with overall wellness that I need to do a personal wellness check and really look deep to figure out what areas of my life are working and like what needs improvement. Specifically, two areas that I want to focus on are occupational and environmental wellness. These are major areas of importance since we spend most of our day at work. And our work and home environments are ones that are we're constantly around. So having a positive and healthy environment at both work and home and just in general really are key and essential to improving overall health and well-being. If there's a negative work environment, like we said, it can have a snowball effect and immediately and drastically impact other areas of your life, especially mental health. So focusing on these two areas and just doing what you can to improve them obviously there's always going to be some sort of external factor influencing but to take time out of your day to even to google how to improve environmental and occupational health and wellness it it's going to have positive effects yeah i i really agree i think that Occupational and environmental wellness are very important. As you mentioned, we spend a lot of our day working and then the remainder of the time that we have left in the day we spend with our family. So I think something that we can take away from this conversation really is the importance of workplaces um, promoting health and adopting policies and initiatives that can really help not only foster their um, employee health, but also just foster overall like morale, I guess. How can we push employers to create these initiatives and policies to help people overall? I think that's a really, it's something, another different topic that we could go on about. I do think that occupational health is something that we should be looking into more in regards to health promotion and just making people overall happier. Because I know that, of course, when it comes to occupational health, we have a lot of policies and regulations that protect the employees, whether that's like from hazards or risks, we have all that. But now it's the importance of shifting that from like our physical hazards to our emotional health, if that makes sense. There's something that I'm going to take away overall is 
the fact that I think spiritual wellness or spiritual health, a lot of people do equate that with religious practices, but that's not always the case. Like spirituality means different things for different people. Um, so I think it's important to not just think that when we're saying spirituality or our spiritual health, it's not always going to be religion. So that's something that I'm going to take away. Right. Spirituality is, it can be as simple as just being mindful of what you're doing and how you're conducting yourself to the world. And just to gain control of that, you could just take time to reflect on everything that's going on for you personally and to if you see fit to meditate or to do yoga or to do some other calming activity that will ground you and center you. That is all we have for our listeners today. We hope this conversation helped you. And maybe if you're trying to focus on your wellness, we gave you different ideas or suggestions on how to do it. We want to thank you for listening and hope this helps. As usual, if anyone listening is interested in being interviewed or knows someone that might be interested in being interviewed for our podcast, please reach out to us via 845-625-8606. And that can be either a text or a call. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.